Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, I recently met the one. Sure you did. Got an email here from a guy who says he's got lots of experience, and he's 30, he's in his mid-30s, I believe. And he's convinced himself that he's had plenty of relationships and dated enough people and had enough lovers that this girl that he's into is the one. But yet things aren't going as smoothly as he would like them to be. So he write, he describes what's going on and asks me to take a look at it. So I have a quote that I wrote in this particular topic and then we're going to go through his email. And the quote says, experience and failure are life's best teachers. The more things you try in life, the more you will fail. Becoming okay with failure is essential to eventually becoming a success through your experiences. There is no shortcut to success. When it comes to dating, many people project their ideal fantasy onto potential new lovers while ignoring the reality of what they are really like. This leads to unhealthy attachments and becoming stuck on people who don't, won't, or can't reciprocate interest. This literally takes them out of circulation, stops their learning, forward progress, and actually prevents them from meeting the right person for them since they are no longer open to or looking for someone who actually meets their needs. In order to meet the right person, you must be available, ready, happen, happy, open to it happening, comfortable in your own skin, and have space in your life for someone to fill. So he says, hey, Corey, I stumbled onto your YouTube page a few days ago by accident. In my experience, there is no such thing as an accident. Everything happens for a reason based upon your life path and your soul's journey and what your life experiences are supposed to be so you can become the person that you were created to become. I am not one to really spend time on these types of sites because I naturally get how to deal with the opposite sex and have been pretty successful until now. I recently met the one. What I found, it's like I've had so many relationships in my life and I admit that like when I was younger, I was like, this is the one, this is the perfect girl for me. And you date them. You know, I wrote about this in my book. And you date them for two or three years and sometimes you just grow apart. Sometimes you realize that your goals and your values are not aligned. Sometimes you're bored with each other. Sometimes a relationship no longer offers an opportunity for growth. It's like, I mean, think about it. I mean, everybody that's watching this has people that at one point in their life were considered to be their best friend and they don't even talk to them anymore. People come and go, especially when it comes to jobs, careers. You typically tend to hang out with people that you work with and then when you change jobs, what happens is most of the time, those people you used to hang out with all the time, you don't hang out with them because you're hanging out with the new people that you're working with. People just kind of come and go in life and that is the way it is. Same thing with relationships. There, I mean there's um, what seven, 7 billion people on the planet. I mean there's literally an endless supply of people circulating and coming into and out of your life. And they're all there for a reason. You have a gift for them and they have a gift for you. But how long you're supposed to interact with one another and be together, again, it really depends on your life purpose and your mission 
and what that gift is that they bring into your life so you can get an experience whatever it happens to be however long or short it happens to be so you learn or get that piece of nugget or knowledge or you gain that experience because you might need that experience with that person five tomorrow five years ten years twenty years from now you just never really know it's like when you it's like what Steve Jobs talked about in his book you don't really be able to you're not able to see the connect the dots going forward it's only years later that you're able to look back and see how everything perfectly lined up and all these seemingly innocuous things that happened to you they're essential to you making the right decision or being able to get the things you want maybe 5 10 15 20 years down the road it's really magical when you're when you look at life that way you can see really that all your experiences were perfect even the bad ones even the bad memories everything happened for a reason he says, how do I know? Simply because I am 36. I've slept around, had multiple women chasing me, and I've done the long-term relationships. You know the whole nine yards. They say you know when you know. Remember, at the end of the day, this is a feeling. And what's really interesting, and I, I watched Tony, Rob Tony Robbins does this, I think it's his UPW seminar, where he talks about matching and mirroring. And he'll... What he'll do is he'll usually have a woman get up in the audience and she'll start talking. So he learn he asks he asks questions to find out what a person's attraction strategy is. And so he'll ask usually a pretty girl in the audience, you know, tell me about a guy that you were really in love with and just really crazy about and and so he has her describe like wh what was the moment where he just ah it just you knew. And so she starts describing like what he did, how he was standing, what his posture was, what his physiology was, where, which way his head was turned. And while she's describing this, Tony is putting himself into the exact position and physiology that she is describing. And as soon as he gets it, what you notice, she takes her hair and she plays with her hair. And he's like, did you see that? Because you know, it's all on camera and you see it on the big screens. And he points that out to the audience. And so as he's talking, there'll be different times where he'll look over at her and he'll get right in that position. And as soon as he does that, boom, she plays with her hair because it's just a certain look. It's, and it's different for everybody. And it was really fascinating how it works. And then he does something with NLP to basically – because otherwise what he – now that he's triggered her attraction strategy, now she's attracted to him. And so what he does is he undoes it. By talking about things like vomit, throwing up in your your mouth, and things of that nature, so she goes from being really attracted to him to, in essence, being kind of repulsed by him physically. And you can see this effect on her body language as well. It's really interesting to watch it. And so, if you think about it, like if you've been a type of person that's like love at first sight, and you've had many instances in your life, it's like if you think back on those different people there were certain ways they looked at you just certain things that they did they had a certain look a certain hairstyle certain hair color certain you know we, science has also proven that we tend to be attracted to people who have a similar facial structure to our own but when you learn somebody else's attraction strategy it's like you can even use this when you go out if you're talking to a girl and you start asking her have you ever you know, had love at first sight Oh God, yeah. Well, tell me about that. What did the guy do specifically? What was, how was he standing? Which way was his head? What were his arms doing? And as she's describing this to you, if you're a guy, 
you can put yourself in that body language in that physiology position and you'll notice it like when you really get it her, she'll flip her hand, run her hands through her hair it's really amazing because you in essence you're you're asking her to tell you this is a great tool for those of you that want to become better at pickup to learn somebody else's attraction strategy so he says i've been talking to her for a month I usually would have had sex by now and piqued her interest to where she did most of the pursuing. So that tells me more than likely he's still doing most of the pursuing. The issue is that she just got out of an eight-year relationship with the only guy she has really ever been with, her son's father. So yeah, the breakup is fresh and I know she likes me and I'm still being true to myself by not being eager and acting like a total dipshit. I'm doing just enough to stay out of the friend zone but I am being cautious about how often I call or text. Well, as my book describes, the phone is for setting dates and if you follow what the book teaches, you're only going to call her one time per week to ask her out on one date and typically what happens by the second or the third date. You know, a day or two after your previous date, she starts reaching out to you to just say, hey, I had a great time or I was thinking about you, whatever it happens to be. And then once that starts happening, your pursuit is really done. And then all you have to do is wait to hear from her and then you make the next date. And as the weeks go by, the frequency of her calling or texting and pursuing increases until it gets to the point where she's pretty much calling you or texting you two three times a day. And you're getting together just about every single night. It makes it really easy that way because then you're going at her pace. She's dictating it. At the end of the day, women who are the ones who do the choosing anyways. So when you try to force things, it's never going to end well. You're in essence doing things out of sequence. You're trying to rush things and women take time to fall in love with a guy. Even though us guys, we tend to be visual creatures and we just look at her and go, oh, that's perfect. She's got everything I like. He says, I'm even more reserved with setting up dates. I don't call much or text, but I will carry on a conversation if she's being chatty. Well, again, the phone is for setting dates. And the more time you spend chit-chatting on the phone, the less time you're going to spend chit-chatting together in person, which is really where something's going to happen physically together anyways because you obviously can't do that virtually. He says, we work together and I give her space there as well. I usually only talk to her. He says, I usually only talk to her if she comes by my office. Well, I wouldn't be pursuing her at all at the office. So this tells me sometimes he's going up to her and pursuing her in the office. But he says most of the time she's basically – or he's letting her come to him. But again, if she stopped by, you say, hey, I'd love to see you again. When are you free to get together? Make a date there in the office if you happen to see each other. If she's coming into your office to chit-chat with you and you don't have a future date set up, make a fucking date. We have great conversation but I'm noticing when I call sometimes she won't answer and I don't even get a text in the morning. I don't get a text in the morning. What the fuck? This is the one. But she doesn't text him in the morning. Why does she text you in the morning? You want to know why? Because she ain't feeling it. Because I can tell just from what you've shared here, you're focused on when is when are we going to spend more time together? When is this going to get more serious? When is she going to ask me to be her boyfriend? When are we going to sleep together? But yet this is this guy's 36 years old and he claims he's got all this experience. And he's so good with women, but this one's just really confusing to him. 
And when, when, what happens is when you get attached to somebody and you start projecting your fantasy onto them, you start ignoring reality and you can see that's basically what's happening with this guy. He's kind of putting her on a pedestal. He's being extra nice and normally he would have already slept with her by now but that hasn't happened yet. Why? Because he's being extra nice. He's being too much of a nice guy because he doesn't want to screw it up and that's the problem. You should treat all women the same even when you think she might be the one and really when somebody is the one, really what they're doing is they're triggering your physical attraction strategy. He says, that being the case, I won't call or text again until she does in most cases. I won't call or text again until she does in most cases. What does that tell me? Well, that tells me, he didn't say all cases, he says in most cases. So there are obviously are times where he'll send a message and she doesn't reply soon enough for his taste and then he sends another message trying to force things. This is going to cause a woman to back away because you're over pursuing. You think, oh, I'm just doing it every once in a while. It's like you're the one writing in the email saying you haven't slept together yet and it's really not progressing. It's because when you do that, you come off as it makes you look needy, desperate, clean, controlling, fearful. It makes you look the exact opposite of being an alpha male. Dating is like a game of tennis. You hit the ball over the net and you got to wait for the other person to hit it back and you're obviously not doing that. These things may seem like not a big deal to you but it has a, a tremendous inf- effect on a woman's emotions and how she feels towards you. Women need time and space away from you to wonder about you, to think about you, for their feelings to develop. You need to read my book 10 to 15 times and learn the basic fundamentals because you're not getting the success that you want and if you keep up with this, eventually you're going to get friend zoned. You've even mentioned, I'm doing just enough to not end up in the friend zone or to keep yourself out of the friend zone. He says, this is new territory for me. I have almost lost interest in other women. I know better but that is the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is she's not reciprocating the kind of interest in you that you have in her. And your actions are also getting in the way and having a negative impact on her attraction towards you. So in this, what I'm seeing here is also you're just not strong enough to do the right things because you really like this girl. Obviously with the other one that you're dating and hooking up with, you weren't really that into them. And so this tells me that most of your life, even though you may have slept with a bunch of women, you've never really dated the kind of quality of woman that you really like. You always feel like... That girl was great and everything but she didn't knock my fucking socks off. And the problem is whenever you meet somebody that you think is the one, this is what happens. You pursue too much. You text too much. You talk on the phone too much. You're extra nice. You act unsure of yourself. You act compliant. Typical nice guy instead of just treating all women the same. If you started treating her exactly the way you treat these other women that you're really not that into, it'll have a positive effect on her attraction towards you because this behavior of yours, you're acting unnatural. And so there's times when you act properly and it creates attraction and she stops by her often. And there's other times where she's a little turned off and you call her, you text her and you know, she, I mean, their phone rings and she just ignores it and it goes to voicemail. He says, I almost feel like because of her lack of experience in dating that she actually wants a guy to chase her or expects it. Like, notice what he's telling him. I got to chase her more. I got to do more. It's the illusion of action. 
Dude, when she's ignoring your phone calls and your texts like that, the worst thing you can do is to chase more. He says, am I going about this right? Nope. You need to read the book 10 to 15 times, dude. If you really like this girl, you better read the fucking book because I promise you, if you keep on with your behavior, you will screw it up and you will get friend zone permanently. Then she'll be fucking one of your other coworkers and might not be into her as much or some other guy. <clears throat> he says, what's your take? I have a follow-up question once I hear from you. He says, as a side note, I purchased a web address a few months ago. I really want to do what you are doing. It is my passion. I love women and I love talking about relationships and the ins and outs of dating. I can do it for hours. Do you have any advice on how I can get started? Well, before you can teach, you must know. And the only reason why I'm so good at this and why I can read somebody's email like yours and just point out little things, a few words here and there, and when you talk about the other person's actions, I know exactly what's going on. And the only reason I learned that is because I've made so many fuck-ups in my life. I failed a lot. My 20s, when it came to my dating life, most all of the women that I dated got past more than two or three dates I wasn't that into. I acted the same way that you did. And eventually, it's like when you have a woman like this that comes into your life and you feel that powerfully for her, you think, oh, this might be the one. And then you screw up with her. It's like it's, shit stings for like six months or more. It's hard to shake that off. It's not easy even when you are dating a woman because women don't come along like this every day. And so it was like when you get rejected by somebody that you feel this way about, it hurts a lot more than somebody you're really not that into. So like I said, before you can teach, you must know. So in order – I mean how are you going to help somebody if you really haven't gotten this figured out yourself? So you really need to practice more. You need to become proficient at this. You need to become good at attracting women like this and I mean you're a month into it and you still haven't slept with a girl. Well, how are you going to help a guy that's in the same situation that you are? You haven't become strong enough in your own life to do the right thing with her consistently and it doesn't sound like you know what to do consistently. You're watching a few of my videos here and there and cherry picking information and you're not getting the results. You're not listening to what I teach to do. You got to be coachable. When I say read the book 10 to 15 times, I mean it. If you want to be successful and if you look at the people that have the greatest success stories that I share in my videos, it's the guys that read the book 10, 15, 20 times and they practice like maniacs. They're constantly interacting with them because they want to do better. They want to do well and the things become easy and effortless for them. So if you want to be a great coach someday, you've got to become a great student and be able to help yourself effectively so this kind of shit and this kind of behavior never happens again in your life. So he says, I'm reading a few books to increase my knowledge, but what else can I be doing? Well, what about reading my book? I mean, you're following my videos, but you're not learning the fundamentals. You're probably reading a bunch of books here and there and you're cherry picking information and sometimes you're getting conflicting information. You got to master this self first before you're qualified to start helping other people with it. And once you get to that place, start a YouTube channel. Start a blog and start writing about it. Start asking, soliciting emails from people and then start answering their questions. But again, before you're able to help somebody, you got to know. You have to learn this stuff yourself. That's why it's one of the reasons why I can sh- shrink these things down. And you know, one of the things that people tell me all the time is like you make it really easy step by step. When somebody really masters something in life, no matter what it is, 
when somebody can explain something to anybody and it can make total sense, they really have mastery of it. And when it's like if you ever watch some of the the reporters that are supposedly financial analysts or economists that talk about how the economy works or how business works or even a politician that talks about what grows or expands or contracts the economy and nine times out of ten you're like going that shit didn't make any sense it's because they don't have a mastery of what they're talking about that's why if they really mastered it they would explain things in terms that people can understand I mean it's like you look at how well Donald Trump is doing in the polls when you listen to – I mean it's like – I remember last night CNN had him on and he was like for like an hour. They just – they get great ratings. People tune in and he has these great rallies because when he talks, he talks in ways that people can totally understand and totally get where he's coming from and it makes sense. He explained things in a very simple way. Why? Because he is a master of business and running a profitable co- company and building great five-star properties and negotiating great deals. So he's very articulate but when you listen to him, it's very simple how he explains things. And the way – the reason why he's connecting with people is because he talks about things in a way that people can understand instead of your typical politician who's just trying to throw out a sentence or two of a soundbite that really doesn't make any fucking sense. It just sounds like a bunch of drivel anyways. Because again, most politicians don't get much airtime. I mean, when they are, they're just they're talking points, sound points. They sound like a little ten-second commercial. It's like, it's fucking drivel. It's just, I mean, it's like a night and day difference. He said also, I think your viewers would benefit from a video newsletter on being interesting, especially in regards to having an interesting space. This has been big for me. I have hookahs, weird books, and different things a woman can pick up and play with. It makes my place somewhere she enjoys coming and coming back. I've talked about this numerous times in other videos and I talk about my book but it doesn't sound like you even started reading my book yet. He says, I hope to hear from you soon. Keep up the great work. It's very much appreciated. Well, you're welcome. It's my purpose but if you really want to become a great teacher of this stuff, you got to master it first and then you start your own YouTube channel. Start a blog about it and start writing about it and start helping people one person at a time. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone Skype or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.